you are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's officially mock draft season. I mean, it's really early, but this is one of the more exciting off-seasons for the Cardinals, even though the 2020 NFL season uh, didn't end so hot compared to how it started. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you to everybody who downloads the podcast, who reaches out to us on Twitter. Everything we are eternally grateful. We want to make this podcast as great as we possibly can, and it helps when mock drafts start to drop. Now, the Draft Network has put out mock drafts, uh, you know, the last couple weeks, but it doesn't really start until the number one OG glorified weatherman himself, Mel Kuyper, with the hair, drops his first mock draft. He did that earlier today, and he's got an interesting placement for who the Cardinals are taking at 16. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Pro Football Focus. Pro Football Focus put out their mock draft today. And in the later on in the podcast, Bo and I are going to discuss the landscape of quarterbacks in the NFL and how it actually poses a pretty bright picture for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, even though it doesn't seem like that at this given time. But first, Mel Kuyper has the Arizona Cardinals taking Caleb Farley, cornerback, from Virginia Tech, and he's looked at as the one one A to Patrick Sertan from Alabama. Uh, Bo, the Cardinals could find themselves in a situation where because there are going to be so many quarterbacks taken higher in the draft that a quarter of the picks before the before the Cardinals draft are going to be quarterbacks. And who knows if Mac Jones will sneak in there. We've seen crazier things happen on draft day than a quarterback being taken too early. But a quarter of the picks will be quarterbacks, and that means that players that may have been taken one through five overall in in other drafts will dip because of the the top-heavy quarterback structure in the draft. So what do you think? We've talked about this a little bit, but the chance to get a blue-chip corner at 16 because the Cardinals have so many needs would be a a good pick, right? Yeah, especially if you – even beyond quarterbacks when you have teams in the top 15 that are going to be drafting on need instead of best player available. I mean, you have an opportunity to maybe get a top 10 talent at 16, which would be pretty crazy, right? I mean, and if you're looking at the cornerback position, yeah, you're probably, there's probably one or two teams that stand between you and the top prospect at that position. And we know sometimes that those guys don't pan out to be, the top player that their position in their draft class. So it's going to be interesting to just see how, how the Cardinals, you know, look at this, this class. It's going to be fascinating. Obviously we know that uh, they haven't had the best luck or, or the best record of, of getting the best player at those positions. And even though Steve Kime says that he picks the best player available, regardless of position, we just haven't seen the impact yet, but you know, I, I think that uh, yeah, you, with with five, maybe six quarterbacks potentially going off the board, there's a real, there's a great opportunity to get a major player impact maker at 16. I mean, you also have the option that if offensive line is the target, depending on what they do in free agency or on top of what they do in free agency, there there's an option to trade back. 
you know, uh, the Alabama center is going to be in the forefront of people's mind. Landon Dickerson, even though he tore his ACL, the dude is going to be a difference maker. It seems he'll be a Ryan Kelly part two. And what we've seen from Indianapolis is their offensive line. It has been a strong suit since they drafted Ryan Kelly years back. Now, I don't know if drafting a center at 16 would be reaching a little bit too much, but what you mentioned, Bo, is interesting, that a position of need, the Cardinals' positions of need are everywhere. But if they think that they can maybe trade back, get a third-round pick in this draft, and you know trade back five or ten spots and be able to draft Landon Dickerson if he's the target for them for the interior part of the offensive line, which... Uh, you know, the production wanes significantly on the tail end of the 2020 season that maybe that's an option. This is the fun part about this time of year where everything is a possibility. And the Cardinals, again, are going into an offseason where they have zero depth. Their talent is top-heavy, and anything that they, any position they take, aside from probably wide receiver or tight end at 16, would be 100% valid with that pick and and a corner obviously depending on what they do with Patrick Peterson etc the Cardinals need a strength they don't have a strength with any sort of group right now so a corner would be welcomed if it pays off that's with any position I mean I think right now especially with the season that they're staring down after the uh improvement they made even though the the massive let down at the end of the season, they did improve it to, to eight and eight from a five win season. Yeah, I mean, if if they that's going to be the key. You're just you have to you have to hit, especially on the first round pick. You have to find an impact maker. You have to do it in free agency, multiple positions, and you have to do it in the draft. Your first, second, maybe even your third round. You know, as you're kind of uh, limited handcuffs with your picks, you've uh, sent a couple out 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 the door in a couple trades, and they they were worth it, but. Yeah, they're going to have to find some impact makers, and it's it's going to have to be at positions of need. You know, you're not going to be have the luxury to just uh, create maybe a little bit of depth at uh, at other positions. I, I I don't I don't have a problem with them looking anywhere at this spot. Like like you said, they they have they have holes everywhere to where this is this is going to be just a tryout for some of the top prospects, and whoever falls in their lap, he's got to be ready to select them. You know, if it's if it's uh you know Caleb is it Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech is it is it going to be could Patrick Sertain the second fall could you trade up make a move to trade up for Patrick Sertain get the top prospect at that position are you going to be in a position to do that I I don't know I mean I just that's what makes this so fun um but at the same same time I mean they they just have to figure it out um I I hope that you know before the draft even happens this team has a couple players that they've acquired via free agency at wide receiver and corner to make you feel a little bit more comfortable than you did at the end of the season. I mean, that just has to happen. Yeah, for sure. And and let me clarify, I didn't mean uh, wide receiver. I meant running back. Running back or tight end at 16 are the only two that would be unnecessary to draft there. It wouldn't really help. the, the Why is co- it tight end? I mean, we see all the success that's going on with the Chiefs, and you've got that wide receiver with Tyreek Hill, and then you've got Travis Kelsey. I mean, the Cardinals don't deserve it yet. We talked about this in the offseason, last offseason. The Cardinals need to eat their vegetables before they can have dessert. Drafting an offensive lineman last offseason would have been them eating their vegetables. And now we're in the same exact spot looking at the Cardinals as we were last year. 
Like, there's no – it doesn't matter who they draft for, if, if it's a wide receiver or tight end if Kyler Murray doesn't have any time to throw the ball. Now, Kyle Pitts is going to be the fun one because – Their offensive line was like – it was fine. For the first half of the season when Kyler Murray was running the ball. Like, the final numbers are – they're – it's kind of a misnomer for what we saw the second half of the season. When Kyler Murray was rushing, you know, seven, eight times, getting chunk yardage, obviously it makes the offensive line look better because Kyler Murray's not in the pocket. What we yeah, s- I don't, I don't agree with you at, at all on this. I, I don't. I mean, as much as I won't, I'll never. It's like pitching in baseball; you can never have enough offensive linemen. But and you're talking about a guy like Landon Dickerson, and I know I, I'm just guessing it's an example. I haven't even seen him in a first round in any mock draft. It's a guy that he's leading the charge in some respect for centers coming out of college. The Cardinals need interior line help. And I, I, I thought we were on the set. Like I, this, the last, by what's, what's transpired here in this. <laughs> I mean, the, the last, at least the last quarter of the season, the offensive line didn't play well. But it played fine, though. I mean, it, look, if you want to add a, a blue chipper to the offensive line, I, I'm on board with it. If you if you want to take, uh, was it uh, Leatherwood, the tackle, and you want to add him to your group, that's fine. Uh, to reach for a guy like Landon Dickerson, who's coming off a bad injury, I'm not on board with no, that. No, I'm saying I mean, trading back. That, that would be a trade back thing. I prefaced it by saying that. Sure, but okay. So if you look at this, the Arizona Cardinals, and as you mentioned it, and I agree. Look, they have multiple holes, and when you're at 16. You just really, it's a fluid situation, but you can prioritize where they need to find impact makers. And and we know what those are. And it's, I would, I would, I think the offensive line isn't in, in this as much of a necessity than the defensive secondary or a playmaker opposite DeAndre Hopkins. And that could be anything that could be another wide receiver. That can be a tight end and that can be a running back. Yeah, it's, See, but the running back thing, I we're just not because I, I yeah I don't think we necessarily agree on that. Uh, I just don't think it's it's a nice to have. It's not a need like it's a need to have, but it's not even close to the forefront of the of the absolute needs at the top, which is you know what, what we've talked about with secondary and otherwise. Again, this is very very early. We're going to continue this conversation for the next you know couple months about what, what the Cardinals should do at sixteen. And obviously, with free agency, and and there will be a little, there will be a little bit more clarity. But sweet mother, this could go so many different ways. And when it comes down to it, Steve Cobb doesn't know what he's doing, so it's another monkey wrench into the whole thing of what the Cardinals should do and what Steve Kime will choose to do. Um, we're we're gonna keep it positive here. Next segment, Kyler Murray <laughs> could be in a very, very strong position in the NFC. I'll explain what we mean next. Bo Brock and Alex Clancy, Lockdown Cardinals. But first, I love talking about these guys. BetOnline.ag. Super Bowl's coming up, man. And there is one place that has you covered. And there is one place that we trust, and that's BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Again, Super Bowl Props galore. There's NBA games, everything. BetOnline.ag's got you covered. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Be sure to check out their social media as well. 
at BetOnline underscore AG on Twitter to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code Locked On for your sign-up bonus. Man, you know, <laughs> like I thought that Bo and I were completely on the same page with something. It's so funny. It's it's nice having a coast for a podcast. I know a lot of guys on the Locked On uh, Podcast Network do it solo, but it's nice to have somebody to bounce things off of. And normally... It, regardless of how much crap Bo and I give each other, and rightfully so, because it's hard to pull the dead weight sometimes with Bo as my as my co-host, that we agree on the majority of things. Is, is that fair to say? I mean, there's obviously no. things that we don't. You don't think we agree on a majority of things? Not really. I mean, you just say some things that have me flabbergasted at points. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the first segment of this podcast, I. I don't know. I, I don't know where this person came from. I did. I did think that we did have some sort of similarities as far as what the the off season's going to look like. But we have a, we have some pretty glaring differences as far as how we think that they need to attack it. The thing that we do agree on is that the decision maker, the guy that's going to be you know pulling the strings, is 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 probably in and over his head. Um, he is. But uh, outside of that, yeah, no. I mean, there's some. We've we've got a lot of. We've got a lot of contrasting opinions on that. I mean, I just think that off, that offensive line there and cornerback are the two most important things. Otherwise, there's the Cardinals are in a very interesting – it's like drafting eighth in a fantasy football draft. It's like you can – it's like a choose-your-own-adventure where you can trade back, obviously not in fantasy, but if you trade back and gain an extra pick in the third round or something, or even the second round, depending on how far you drop, that's in play as well because 16 is such you know a, a middle ground. You don't know which way uh, it, things will fall to. You really have not that much control over who drops to you at 16. But, I mean, if you look at the Cardinals, they haven't done enough to bolster the offensive line. That's, that's the main point of my argument. So you're not going to see a lot of offensive linemen in mock drafts having, you know, you're not going to see a lot of mock drafts having the Cardinals take an offensive lineman at 16. It's it's a weird offensive line draft where you have Penny Sewell, you have the guy from USC, and then, you know, a bunch of other guys. It's not a deep, it's just not a deep crop this year. That's, that's the reality of it. I mean, especially wanting to go on the interior of the offensive line, taking a guard or a center, I just... I just don't think you're going to get the impact in the first round. You're not going to get you what the Cardinals when you look at corners, guys that can potentially be project to be a lockdown. Sure. You can find that guy. You can find a huge time a big time playmaker at the wide receiver position. That's what you, that's what I think they need to be using first round picks for. Just shoot for the stars with those guys and then second round yeah, look at the offensive line, find the best, you know, interior guy, center, whatever you want, and grab him. But I just don't – I think it's a reach, and I don't think the Arizona Cardinals are in a position to trade down right now. They they are they need to put talent on this roster immediately, or they're going to finish 7-9, and 6-10, and 10, and the, the they're going to waste this Kyler Murray rookie contract. It becomes a matter of, is an edge rusher that important to take at 16 right now? Because there's going to be edge rushers available. There's going to be, most likely, a wide receiver there that the Cardinals could take. 
and you look back at the CD Lamb draft from last year, and it's like, are they chasing points by not drafting CD Lamb last year and drafting a blue chip wide receiver this year? Is that the biggest position of need? Is there an interior defensive lineman that they fall in love with after everything with the with, with the pro with the pro days? And there's so many holes that the reason why I even broach the topic of trading back is: Would you rather have? the third best offensive lineman at 16 and try and force the issue or the no. third best corner at 16 and force the issue, a top two edge rusher, a top three wide receiver, or just punt on it and try and get an extra B minus player instead of what potentially could be a B plus or a minus player at 16. But like, we've already said that, look, if, if five quarterbacks go in the top, you know, 15, there's going you just mentioned like top three at a couple positions where there's going to be prospects that are going to be top one or two at their positions that are going to fall into their lap at 16 because of how many quarterbacks could potentially go off the board. Yes, agreed. And this is it, again, go ahead. No, I mean it's it's also interesting too. It's like. Remember when Steve Kimes said that he thought Josh Jones, he had him on his list as a first-round prospect, and he didn't even sni- he he barely sniffed the field in his rookie season. Well, like I, we didn't expect Kelvin Beecham to play as well as he did early on. You know, but still, I, he if he if he views the, his top two picks as first rounders, his his first rounders barely played. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. That's that can't be the case. You know, I know it's I know it's insanity, but it's. It just can't be the case. They have to find an impact maker. And like I honestly, I don't care what position it is. I don't. I just I just don't think like taking a guy and I, I don't mean to like harp on this, but like taking a guy with an ACL injury like Dickerson, like it would just be be a mistake because you don't even know if the guy's gonna be ready to to play right away. Like you need to bring in a guy in that's fresh, ready to go. You can plug and play. And he's going to make an impact in in the running game, passing game, or on the defensive side of the football. And if it, if if somebody's there and and you see him, like and they he falls in their lap, they just got to get they got to grab him. And uh, I don't know if it's Caleb Farley, I don't know if it's J.C. Horn, um, I don't know if it's Patrick Sertain the second. If there's an op- if if Patrick Sertain is there at twelve, do you not make a move to try to to get up with the 49ers to to gobble him up? Like I mean, Mel Kuyper's projecting him at 12. Yeah. I mean, there's, it just, it, it brings us back into this Stockholm syndrome of loving talking about how bad Steve Kime is at the draft. It's just, it's, it's true. Like it's not, this isn't, you know, pounding the table you know, with some conspiracy theory, like the world, like the, you know, the earth is flat. This is, we're watching things unfold over the last several years and they haven't gotten better. And I will clarify one more time. Damn it. I wasn't saying taking Landon Diggerson at 16. Okay, Bo? That's that's all I'm going to say. Now, like, say say you move back. I don't know. Say, like, Tampa Bay get, gets a hair up there, Keister, and wants to move up. And you can get an extra second round pick or something, and you draft at the end of the first round. That's more the situation I'm talking about. Ryan Kelly went late oh, in the first round to Indy. Thanks. Let's get another Andy Isabella in here. I yeah. So, 
He has such a proven track record of, of hitting at the end of the second now, and round. Then, and then the other wrinkle is, before we move on to the positivity, because I promise it's coming next segment, you could trade the first-round pick for a player. I mean, that's that, that's an option. Unfortunately, you lose the rookie-scale contract, but you also gain a proven entity. Marshawn Lattimore is a name that we brought up last week. It's just something to think about. When you have the 16th overall pick, you have an asset. What, what they choose to do with it, obviously, is yet to be seen and will be yet to be seen for the next couple months. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you to everybody who listens. Positivity about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals next. But first, if you don't know a whole lot about cars and you're too nervous to go to a, a chain storefront place and ask questions and you know try to you know look around the store like a nincompoop trying to figure out where where things are even though you honestly have no idea what you're looking for to begin with rockauto.com that's a place where you got to go it's family business it's been online for 20 years and they have everything you need engine control modules brake parts tail lamps motor oil carpet etc everything the catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, so you can quickly see all the parts available for your car and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Uh, best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers like myself. Why spend up to twice as much if you don't have to? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And also, Built Bar. I love Built Bar. I've gone through about 10 of the 18 in the uh, mixed bag box that I got, they are the best protein bars on the planet. They are. They have 18 flavors. Okay, they have six new ones: caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They're all chocolate covered. They're packed with protein, low calorie, low in sugar, and if it's before workout, if it's in between meals. They're so good. Like, this isn't me just saying this because I have to. They're not grizzly. They're not chewy. They're not going to rip one of your teeth out. They're soft. They're chocolate-covered, and they taste good. They actually taste like the flavor that they say they are. Go to BillBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BillBar.com. With the craziness going on about Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, are they going to get traded? Uh, it just it, it made it made me think. So I looked down the list of starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and you look at the majority of the good team. There's you know the AFC so much deeper at this point. At least we saw with the playoffs, there was a handful of teams that could have come out of the AFC who are set with their quarterbacks. And yeah, Deshaun Watson, you know, the Dolphins are going to be in play, the Jets. There are obviously a couple teams that, you know, there's they're in limbo with their quarterback position, but not even closely compared to how many teams in the NFC have question marks surrounding their quarterbacks. I mean, you look at the whole NFC East, there are question marks. Washington, the Giants, are they going to stay with Daniel Jones past this year? The Cowboys, what are they going to do with Dak? The Eagles, they have 16 quarterbacks. Who knows who's going to start? The NFC North, Packers, question mark. Bears, question mark. Vikings probably sticking with Kirk. The Lions don't know who their next quarterback's going to be. The Saints have no idea. Brady for one more year. 
The Panthers don't know if they're going to stick with Teddy, and the Falcons don't know how long they're going to stick with Matt Ryan. But you look at the Cardinals, they're one of, like, what, four teams out of 16 that know who their quarterback's going to be. And you've got to take some solace in that. And sure, crazy things could happen. Kyler Murray may plateau. He could pull a Josh Freeman for all we know. We have no idea. But for all intents and purposes, through the first couple years, Kyler Murray's a franchise quarterback. And that's something that, regardless of what the the Cardinals deal with at GM and head coach and just coaching staff in general, you know that you have your guy in Kyler Murray. And you've got to take some sort of respite with that and be excited for the future, knowing that there are a lot of question marks surrounding this organization, whether it be front office or roster-wise, but the quarterback isn't one of them. No, it's not, and you, you, you're you hoping that he's going to take a Josh Allen leap in his third season, just like Allen did uh, from his second year to his third season this year, and then uh, and avoid you know a slump like we've seen with guys like Mitchell Trubisky or Jared Goff. But I, I think you can comfortably say, when you look at the NFC West, there's one quarterback that's ahead of Kyler Murray, and that's Russell Wilson. And, you know, you can you can kind of make the case for Jared Goff, but I think Kyler Murray is, is kind of hurdled him, and he's probably the number two quarterback in the division. And then, yeah, you look at the rest of the NFC. I mean, the NFC East, Kyler Murray would be the top quarterback. You know, it, he'd be better. He's uh, probably behind Dak when healthy. And then the NFC North, he's probably behind Aaron Rodgers only in that division. And then in the NFC South, I mean, you probably take Kyler Murray over those quarterback situations outside of Tampa Bay. Yeah, so it's just nice. Like, we talk positivity on the show. I mean, it's it's just <laughs> – it's unfortunately, though, it just adds pressure because we talked about, you know, during the beginning – or during – Last offseason, we're like, listen, one year down, five wins, one year down. It's going to come up very quickly where you're going to have to pay Kyler Murray probably $45 million a year if you want him to be your guy. And now we're two years down, and no team ever wants to get in a situation where you have to franchise, franchise tag your franchise quarterback. And the Cardinals probably won't. They'll probably pay him at some point. I don't know if they're going to do the early contract extension or wait through the full four years. But, Bo, when we're looking at week seven of next year and the Cardinals are three and four or even four and three and they get maybe get embarrassed in one game and lose by a large margin, it's going to come very quickly when you're going to see, oh, no, they haven't done enough in this time to you know nestle good players around Kyler Murray. Sure, they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Fantastic. You know, we'll see what happens with Chandler Jones after this year. We'll see what happens during this offseason if they can bring in a couple more high-impact guys and not just have to worry about, oh, you know, let's bring in a veteran guy off the trash heap who can't find a job somewhere else, so we'll bring him in, Drake Kirkpatrick, Jonathan Joseph, etc. You cannot afford to make any more mistakes, and that's why this draft is so important, and that's why... The meticulous nature of the offseason has to be paramount for Steve Kime with a game plan because it truly yeah. is a choose-your-own-adventure right now with this roster. You could choose so many different ways to make one certain level of this roster your strength, and we just haven't seen what they're going to do yet. 
What's also interesting is they're going to have to, with that prospect of that Murray contract, is kind of create like a little nest egg for that. Like it's they've got to start posturing for that, right? I mean, they can't just they can't come down to it and be like, oh, we we've got to get rid of some salary just to make his contract work. Uh, come you know year four, if they, if they decide to forego four in the option year in his fifth season, or because that's you know you got to keep the guys happy over. I mean, that's that's going to be a huge part of this when we're seeing. Lesser quarterbacks at this point, Goff and Wentz, uh, get those deals. And then, you know, in years three, that's that's going to be tough. There's going to be a lot of pressure on this organization to get it done and get it done this year and be strategic enough in their player acquisitions to save enough that nest egg to to be able to pay Kyler Murray when the when the time comes, when he's when his representatives start making a little bit of noise, start chirping. They're going to be able to have to kind of say, "Hey, it's going to come, and it's going to come soon." We've got it. We're, we're set up for that. Um, but also, I mean, it's going to it's going to take. There's so many variables that are going to come into play in keeping him happy. Whether it, you know it's the money, and it's also going to be, does he think he can win here? And uh, that's that's going to be a fine line to ride for the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, I mean, there's opportunity when you have a quarterback the caliber of Kyler Murray. I mean. He can he can make up for a lot of flaws, but we saw at the end of the season he couldn't make up for all of them, especially when he was a little bit hobbled. When he's dealing with leg injuries, he had the shoulder injury. You know they're gonna have to figure something out. Um, and you know what was the stat that we saw yesterday? I mean, you've got a coach that was you know Cliff Kingsbury. We talk about the jury being out, continued to be out on him whether or not he belongs at the NFL level, and a lot of people are very skeptical of that, and I understand it. Uh, was the stat Patrick Mahomes has lost uh, only one game by like a possession or more in his career? Yeah, since he's lost, his losses combined are like 44 points in his career. And the biggest loss he's had was at the college level, and it was 56 points. Cliff Kingsbury was his head coach. Yeah. To Iowa State. It wasn't oh, yeah. like it was Oklahoma or anything, it was Iowa State. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, that's that's what we're here for. Baker, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Cliff Kingsbury is supposed to be this quarterback whisperer where we haven't seen him like have tremendous success, especially at a team level with those quarterbacks. It's sorry. No, it's good. The positivity. (laughs) Alex Lancey Pope, Rock Locked on Cardinals. Uh, Yeah, listen, it's. This is going to be so fluid. Bo and I will, you know, try our damnedest to stay positive. But if, you know, you got to call the truth the truth when it's the truth. And if Steve Kime can't figure out how to be um, an above average drafter of players uh, more times than not, then the Cardinals can be in trouble. And all Arizona Cardinals fans root for Deshaun Watson to not be traded because it'll set a precedent that. Who knows? Even if Kyler Murray is the franchise guy, maybe he won't want to be the franchise guy for the Cardinals. Uh, it, and and I'm not saying that's going to happen. It probably won't happen. But um, all in all, the Cardinals are in a very good spot right now because at least they know who their quarterback is. And you can't say that for a lot of NFL teams. Alex Lindsey, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.